The Honest Money Podcast is powered by 10x Investments, a licensed financial services provider. Consult with your financial advisor and let's 10x your future together. Welcome to Honest Money. Uh, we're, we're doing a special budget edition this week. Uh, you know, I always think uh, we don't really do a lot of time-sensitive stuff in uh, in Honest Money because we want you to to kind of learn the principles of how you manage your money and and discuss what's important for the long term. Uh, but, but I do think you know when we're talking about budgets, especially national budgets, uh, you, you know they can have a huge impact on on how we manage our money from time to time. And I know a lot of you are interested in uh, in, in w- whether the budget's good or bad or what you should be doing around your money. So maybe just as a as a starting point, uh, um, I, I think it's not a bad budget. I think you know what, where we are now. If we have to relate this to s- someone in personal finance. Uh, th- this is a situation where someone's income is going down, uh, their debts are creeping up, and uh, and they don't have a lot of great options in terms of what to do with the next year or two. Um, and and so there's more demands on the on the budget. There's more demands on on expenses than there are um, money coming in. There is money coming in. So in that context, if you look at what the finance minister has done, he he, uh, he went and raided one of our last remaining piggy banks, uh, which is this uh, foreign exchange reserves. And I'm not going to get into the detail of it. It doesn't really matter. But just to know that since 2006, uh, South Africa has been buying foreign exchange and some gold uh, as a way of stabilizing the, the financial position of the country. And it's a very good thing to do. Uh, the, the economists were really bleak with us. I remember in, you know, in the early 2000s when we had no foreign exchange reserves. So, so building up those foreign exchange reserves has been a very good idea. But what's happened since then is that uh, you know we, we were buying dollars, for example, in 2006, uh, probably at about 6 rand 50 to the dollar. And you know, as of as of today, it's probably around nineteen rand to the dollar. So that profit that we've made on the dollars that we own is sitting in our balance sheet as a country, uh, and and the Reserve Bank's been holding onto that uh, that that money on our behalf as a as a country. Uh, and so what the the National Treasury have done is they've said, well, you know, that's actually the the asset of the country. It's not the balance sheet of the Reserve Bank. It's a bit of a technical thing, but it's an important difference. Uh, and so the, the, although the Reserve Bank mar- manages those foreign exchange reserves, the assets belong to National Treasury and therefore to the country as a whole. So what, uh, what National Treasury have done is they've said, you know, out of that 500 billion rand worth of profit that you've made on those foreign exchange, uh, we're going to take 150 billion of that and we're going to put it back into the South African economy and the bulk of it, um, we're going to use to, to settle debt. So, so I think it's a good call. It's a bit like saying, you know, you, you've got a big emergency fund. Uh, it's maybe got a bit bigger than you thought it would. And what you've done now is reduced your emergency fund and settled some credit cards, personal loans, overdraft. So, so that's what the country's done. So it's a good idea, uh, but it's not a position of strength. We're not managing here from, from uh, positive choices. We're, we're making the best uh, of the bad choices that we have to make as a country. So, so that's probably the big talking point, uh, f- from the budget. For the rest, uh, what, what's happened is that they haven't given us an adjustment in the inflation bands w- when they're 
calculating our taxes. So, for example, we, you know, every year they would usually change the the, the tax budgets where, you know, the, the first amount that you pay tax on would, would shift up slightly um, and that would adjust for everybody. Uh, and, and that would allow us to, to pay the same amount of tax in real terms, in other words, adjusting for inflation. But this time around, they haven't adjusted for inflation. So all of us are actually paying a little bit more tax. That's really the effect of what's happened. Even though tax rates haven't gone up, uh, we, we, we're in a, in terms of the buying power of our money, we're now spending a bit more of our money on tax than we did last year. Uh, and that's, uh, again, we're in a situation where we're making uh, the best out of bad choices that we can. Uh, if there is one positive, I think it's that they, uh, they're they forecasting that the economy will grow slightly more than than what it did in the past. And and that's a very nice position to be in where, where your economy is growing a bit more than you anticipated. But having said that, uh, the, the economy needs to grow at about 5 uh, five or 6% a year for us to start absorbing people who are unemployed into the economy. At the moment, they're shifting the, the, the forecast growth from 1% to 1.8%. Uh, and, and that's unfortunately not going to help with unemployment. So unemployment has increased again, and that's really bad. I think the youth unemployment is now at about 60% of the youth are, are unemployed in South Africa. And, and that's really not a good situation to be in. So, so I think in terms of budget, uh, no big fireworks, no big scary news, you know, no big uh, increases in tax on dividends or capital gains or something which would be investor unfriendly. Uh, but, but at the same time, you know, we're, we're sitting in a situation where the country is really struggling uh, to, to, to kind of make some good, sensible long-term choices. I think uh, if I have to kind of give you a comment around this, I, I, I think it was the best we could hope for. Uh, you, you know, I think that they were kind of scrambling uh, to to find a, a way to settle some of our debt, um, and debt is important in our country because de debt at the moment is is um, you know was forecast to go to seventy seven percent of the economy. So, so just to explain that debt to GDP, uh, the GDP of the country is kind of what we generate as revenue every year. Uh, and they were forecasting that our, our debt would be about 77% of our GDP, which is a, a frightening number when you're a small economy like ours. Uh, but now using that, that those foreign exchange reserves, that, that, that looks like it will cap out at about 75%. It seems like a small move, but it's a massive signal to foreign investors and to local investors that the, the, the Treasury are serious about limiting our costs and trying to get to the point where at least in a year, we, we spend less than what we earn. And, and that's an important thing. You know, we all know in uh, Honest Money, we've been saying it for years, make sure that you don't spend more than you earn every single month. And, and our country has been doing that for quite some time now. And so I think from that perspective, it, you know, it's a good sign for, for, for everybody that the, the Treasury is taking you know, the, the expenditure uh, very seriously. What's a bit worrying is that they, they keep committing to limiting the, the salaries that they will pay civil servants. And then every year they, they're breaching those commitments. So, so, you know, whether it's the Minister of Public Works, I'm not sure who it is, but the government's not really able to hold the line in terms of limiting how much we pay our civil servants. And we all know we've got a deeply unproductive civil service. And, and so, you know, paying more to, to get more unproductive uh, uh, services from your government just doesn't make sense. Uh, and, and let's hope that they start to take action, you know, to, to kind of rectify that. But the big thing here is we need the economy to grow. You know, the, the, at the moment when you're fighting around about, uh, you know, how to make a little bit more money every year or, or save a little bit of tax or pay down a little bit of debt, the, the reality is we should be growing the economy enormously. Uh, 
and if I listen to the economists uh, that, that I respect, it seems like you know between ESCOM's problems uh, with load shedding and with Transnet's issues, uh, that, that's costing us about three, uh, potentially four percent a year of economic growth, and and that three or four percent is what we need to to make the economy grow fast enough to start absorbing unemployed people in our country, and and so. Just those two things need to be fixed as rapidly as possible. And, and surely you can't fix uh, ESCOM overnight and you can't fix Transnet overnight. But what you can do is send the signal to say, we know we've got problems. We know we need to get out the way and let the private sector uh, get involved in in fixing and then managing those assets on an ongoing basis. And, and so I hope that's what happens. You know, I think we need to stop spending time and effort on ideology as a country and, and focus much more on the main thing. And in our country, the main thing is we need to solve unemployment. We need to allow the economy to grow. And we, uh, the only people that can really do that are business. Business are the main employers of people around the world. And so we need to make sure that our, our, our politicians and everybody else understand that's what's required is help business to employ more people and then worry about everything else thereafter. Um, and unfortunately, at the moment, I think that there's a lot going on with our government where they're trying to kind of detract attention from bad economic performance by focusing on global issues and the like. You know, and I think that that's just harming our our reputation as a as a country where we're focusing on the wrong things. So I'm sorry that it's not a super positive budget, but but at the same time, I think it's 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 the best budget we could have hoped for in the circumstance. What what I really hope is that we start to see more and more. Good news around energy coming into the into the system. You know whether that's private energy being being produced for private consumers, uh, you know, including business, uh, or, or you know more bid windows opening where the country gets more power at a national level. That's a, a really critical thing. Uh, and then we need to see more and more reforms around ESCOM. Uh, sorry, Transnet. You, you know, kicking in where where we see the ports performance getting better and we see rail line performances improving. Uh, th- those are the two big issues for for this year that we should be focusing on. And the budget didn't do much around that. Uh, one small thing that's that's personally very exciting is that they've started to allocate money and started to provide incentives for electronic vehicle manufacturer in South Africa. So you, you know the, the the motor manufacturing sector is pretty much the only big industrial sector we've got left that's not related to mining. Uh, and and you know they they've been telling the government for three or four years that we we need you to work with us to shift our, our manufacturing focus from internal combustion engines to electronic vehicles, whether those are batteries, uh, hybrids, or hydrogen, it doesn't matter, but but we need, uh, as an industry, we need those signals from you as a, uh, as a government and as a country. Otherwise, we need to move our manufacturing elsewhere. So it took the, min- uh, the, the trade and industry minister far too long, and, and you know, he was far too slow to, to kind of get anything going. But at least now we see in the budget that that's, uh, that they're moving in the right direction to, to allow the motor manufacturing industry to plan the, the, their next generation of vehicles. And it's important because that's one of our big export industries of high value, value added goods. In other words, we're not just, you know, digging stuff out of the ground, putting it on a ship and sending it out of the country. We're digging stuff out of the ground, making cars from it and then exporting, you know, fully, fully finished cars. And that's a huge uh, source of revenue for the country. It's a huge source of employment and it supports many other industries. You know, when you look at uh, battery manufacturers, parts manufacturers and the like. So, so that, you know, that for me was one positive signal. Unfortunately, too slow as usual, but, uh, but, but something good to, to focus on.
So for the rest, uh, uh, my one comment there is, you know, we, we should be very careful when we're investing that we're too focused on budgets, you know, national budgets or political events. You know, if you were sitting on the sidelines waiting for the budget before making an investment decision, the, the reality is that, uh, you know, whatever happened in the budget didn't really move markets at all. You know, the RAND strengthened very slightly. So, you know, everyone was quite excited that the market had enjoyed uh, the, what had gone on around the budget. But, but soon thereafter, the, the RAND uh, fell a lot and it had nothing to do with the budget. It had nothing to do with South Africa. It, it was about international events where, you know, investors see that interest rates are going to stay high in America for long. So, so whatever you can predict about what's going on in South Africa, be, be careful that you don't focus so much on one thing where you realize that actually something else is, is, is a much bigger factor and then just draws all your, all the money that you could have made in, in one direction away from you. So, so don't, don't predict, don't make forecasts on your investment decisions, stick to a long, long-term strategy and, you know, read the budget with interest, but not as a, as a market moving event. Thanks so much for your questions and please keep sending them through. Uh, we love to get your questions so that we can help uh, provide the information that you want for your personal finances. Thanks so much. The Stradivarius violin is considered to be the most emotive instrument in the world. That's why you'll often hear it in investment ads, adding drama and the utmost importance to their philosophies or for the announcement of a fancy new fund manager. 10X Investments don't need dramatic instruments to seem impressive. They let the results sing for themselves. So 10X your future without 